Welcome to Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts. We are ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. Every episode, we invite people working in a variety of different fields related to aging and hear their stories. Tune in. Either you're considering a career in aging, or want to learn more about aging fields, or simply want to listen to a stimulating conversation, you will find something you like. Find Voices of Aging on the iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Voices of Aging podcast. This is Madeline, your host. We have a really exciting episode for you today. Um, we've got our November ASIG Lunch and Learn session, which is hosted by our co-chair, Kayla. So please enjoy. Yes, thank you all. Um, I'm Kayla. I'm a fourth year medical student um, and co-chair of ASIG. Excited to um, see you all here and have uh, Sarah and Rachel with us today. Um, So they will be coming to us uh, from the Juniper Network. And just to give you a little intro to the Juniper Network, it's a network of uh, over 100 community-based providers throughout Minnesota that offer evidence-based health promotion classes. The classes are offered in community settings and healthcare settings and Juniper and its network of providers improve the health outcomes related to disease management and falls prevention. And now on to our speakers. So Sarah Blonigan is the Juniper Network Director at Trellis. Um, Her background spans the fields of public health, state and federal healthcare regulations and compliance and law. Um, She received her undergraduate and graduate degrees in biology and public health and administration at the University of Minnesota and her JD and healthcare compliance and health law certificates from Mitchell Hamlin School of Law. Um, She is, like we mentioned before, the director and also leads the daily operations of Juniper Provider Network while contributing to the development of forward-looking strategy. Um, We also have Rachel Von Ruden with us today, who is a licensed social worker, and she serves as the Juniper Provider Relationship Manager. She has over seven years of experience working with older adults as an advocate and educator, and she's passionate about connecting older adults to services and ideas to enhance their lives. So we're excited to have you both here, and if you'd like to share your screen and present anything, you're welcome to do that. Um, Otherwise, we'll turn it over to you both. Okay, thank you so much. And I'm um, hopeful that you can see this beginning of the PowerPoint slide. Yes, now we can see it, thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Well, like, um, like Kayla mentioned, we're, we're, we're from Juniper, we're from the Juniper program. Uh, it's a program of Trellis and I'm Sarah Blanigan, the Juniper Network Director. And I'm just going to take a few uh, moments to talk a little bit more about the formation of the network and Rachel Von Ruden, our provider relation, one of our provider relationship managers, will take a little bit more time to dig deeper into each of the programs that our network brings to Minnesotans. Um, so as far as the network, like Kayla mentioned, it's a network of health promotion and chronic disease self-management organization um, programs. And the organizations offering these programs are community-based organizations. And Trellis like it was mentioned, we work for Trellis, 
you might formally know it, that was Metropolitan Area Agency on Aging. And the um, Trellis, formerly known as Metropolitan Area Agency on Aging, we've been a regional leader in aging in Minnesota. And as Trellis, we develop partnerships with healthcare organizations to integrate medical care and social care uh, for better health and lower costs. So really thinking about that, um, that lowering costs and outcome of care for the patients and the overall system. And Trellis, we provide the infrastructure and program support to make Juniper's evidence-based health promotion classes available across Minnesota. So we reach all of the counties in Minnesota through in-person and online classes. And we also provide a software as a service through yourjuniper.org. It's a website with a database in the back end to other Juniper-like networks in other regions. Um, so yourjuniper.org is one type of, of um, convener of information and, and other states in the um, nation, they're using the similar framework. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the Juniper network of evidence-based providers, how the network works, and an overview of the evidence-based health promotion classes. So taking us to kind of the onset of Juniper, we formed the Juniper program about six years ago. It came together and the reason why it came together is, as I mentioned before, there are area agencies on aging bringing top tier evidence-based programs as defined by the National Council on Aging to communities. And the funding for that was pretty stagnant. The lowest portion of funding for the um, comparatively to the other um, Older American Act funding that comes through uh, the Minnesota Board on Aging. So the area agencies on aging came together and said, these are important classes. These are important um, resources and, and services to support the healthcare system and overall health of Minnesotans. So how can we help more people benefit from classes that promote health and wellness? Um, this was an important question because again, the funding was pretty stagnant. We know that the classes are important and we know the classes are important because um, you might also know this, according to CDC statistics, one in two adults suffer from a chronic condition such as heart disease, lung disease, hypertension, arthritis, etc. And one in four adults suffer two or more um, and modifiable risks like behaviors such as lack of exercise, poor nutrition, tobacco and alcohol abuse really do play an important role of the cause of illness and early death leading to that chronic disease. Um, so that's the health of the individual in our population where um, one in two suffers from a chronic condition. Not only paying attention to the individual, we know that these chronic conditions, it, the chronic illnesses cost over $2 trillion for the system. And that was a, a statistic in 2014. Um, so um, likely only increasing. We also know that chronic, specific chronic conditions are, are um, very high amongst our population, whether it's diabetes in seniors. Uh, so the per percentage of Americans age 65 and older remains high. It's about 25% or 12 million seniors um, diagnosed and undiagnosed with diabetes. And also knowing chronic pain um, later in life is a worldwide problem. So the evidence-based health promotion programs are geared towards addressing chronic conditions. 
Additionally, the evidence-based programs that are partnership with organizations throughout the state through this Juniper Network brings fall prevention classes. So we know um, one in three adults over the age of 65 fall each year. And falls are the leading cause of fatal injury among older adults um, broadly. And in the nation, Minnesota is actually fourth in the leading cause of a fatal injury death related to falls. Um, we also know that the falls, if, if somebody falls or if somebody is fearful of falling, it's really recognized as a syndrome and causing older adults to stay more um, isolated, causing their activities to lead to further physical decline, depression, social isolation, and just feeling of helplessness. So we know the importance of getting um, these types of programs to talk about chronic conditions and fear of falling to um, kind of pause that, that fearfulness and, and, and the um, cycle of chronic illness. So promoting health and wellness. So that was a little bit more about you know, the issues. Why, why is this important? Why are these programs important? So again, evidence-based health promotion programs are, um, are a solution to some of these concerns. It's not the only solution. We know that um, about 80% of, um, of care for the individual, it, it's that social interaction um, and other factors that impact their, their health outcomes or social determinants of health, right? It, that's not 100%. There's the important 20%, um, which is the important role of acute care, clinical care. Um, so knowing that this is just a complementary feature for, for other care for the individuals. The evidence-based health promotion programs were developed over the past 15 years. Again, we implement top tier programs, um, and that's a definition provided by the National Council on Aging or the Administration for Community Living, and really addressing the healthy aging challenges. The programs are offered in a uh, community setting. It's not a one-on-one -on -one interaction. It's a classroom-based setting or a group setting and individuals have the opportunity to meet and discuss their concerns or fears with other um, folks that are going through the same, same feelings and typically led by lay leaders. Um, so an individual going through those same um, concerns or emotions, whether it's a chronic condition or just fearfulness of falling. So these classes are really not, they're not a replacement for the standard medical care. So as far as the network, I talked a little bit about um, what the network brings. Um, it's evidence-based programs, the delivery of these classes, and how does it work? So um, what, it, what we offer, I'm going to talk a little bit about how it works. And then after this, Rachel is going to specifically go over uh, the details of some of those evidence-based programs. So this is an image of a web, right? Um, Juniper, as, as we talked in the introduction, is a network. It's a network of those community-based organizations bringing the health promotion classes to um, older adults in Minnesota so they can take charge of their health and well-being, feel confident when they might not be feeling confident in the, um, before the class. And it's um, a health literacy intervention to improve those health outcomes. The network is built of 
again, community-based organizations, those might be churches, senior centers, um, YMCAs, and, and just different partners throughout, throughout the communities. So the participants see the local community organizations leading the classes, and they have that trust that this is an organization that I can attend an in-person class. I know such and such person, I've seen them in my community and they might be part of the, the class or the intervention. And it's also these uh, organizations are also able to bring these classes online because of um, uh, we were able to respond to the need due to the pandemic. So they are, they are live classes in that um, uh, virtual setting as well. In addition to the community-based organizations, the way that this network is sustainable is we are able to partner with some of Minnesota's largest healthcare systems and health plans to um, connect, to bridge that gap between the community-based organizations and the acute care system, the clinical systems. So we're able to um, connect referrals, whether it's from the clinical system to the community-based organizations and um, sharing that, sharing information between those two different settings. So really bringing those um, those different systems together. And we're able to bring those systems together by, um, I, we get to advocate on behalf of the network to the health plans to partner by bringing in some of these um, programs as covered benefits for their members. So again, the importance of a network, it's not just this um, database that we have through yourjuniper.org, it's uh, built through local community organizations acting as trusted um, leaders and um, hubs by their communities. And each of those organizations do develop those relationships, not only with their communities, and we've seen the network come closer together and share different um, expertise or concerns or challenges and solutions together. And overall, these um, this network, we continue to drive and, and improve that, that interaction for the, the individual and the participants from the community so that they are motivated to take charge of their health and well-being. So this makes up the, the Juniper Network. All right, just filling in that network here. One thing that um, the Juniper Network provides in addition to um, connecting with local organizations, the um, programming and, and just connecting the referrals from the healthcare system to the community-based organizations. We also provide support by having local experts in the communities. So we have um, what we call provider relationship managers. And this is uh, Rachel Von Ruden is one of our provider relationship managers and really providing that support to the local community organizations, providing technical support, whether it's utilizing that software solution database to, to share information back and forth and calendar the evidence-based program classes, but also understanding and paying attention to the local needs of the communities and the providers so that we can identify challenges and bring solutions to the local communities. So really um, we work together and advocate to expand these services. Overall, the network um, has served uh, many participants in the state. This is just a snapshot from 2019. We're still gathering our 2020 numbers um, and because of the impact from the pandemic. But in 2019, this was our, our highest um, 
interaction or involved year with, within the network. So we had around 5,600 participants that year, around 562 classes, more than 100 organizations, community-based organizations bringing the classes there to their communities. And then as you can see on the right side, 850 class leaders. So these are the individuals leading those classes, partnering within the network. So again, we are um, working together to improve the individual participants' healthcare outcomes, lowering the cost of care. Um, and what you can um, summarize that to be, I'm sure you've all heard of that quadruple aim of healthcare, right? Um, so bringing in that public health and primary care collaboration. So through the statewide network, we were able to match the market footprint of health plans through local delivery, um, bringing in that centralized point of, of support and advocate, um, bringing being an advocate for those organizations with health plans and payers to make it sustainable and maintaining um, the structure around the network. So we're able to bring leader trainings and monitor the, the quality of the classes to individuals. We recently also at the bottom of the slide, you can see implementing integrated healthcare and social services in 2022 and beyond. So as you know, with the Metropolitan Area Agency on Aging or TRELLIS, the Area Agencies on Aging, there is a service called the Senior Linkage Line. And that is a service where any individual in Minnesota can contact and reach out and just say, I, you know, I need help with any, any um, concern, whether it's Medicare, um, transportation, um, other services um, they're, they're trying to locate. So with Juniper, we're, we're expanding the evidence-based health promotion program concept. And we just started incorporating social determinants of health screenings by bringing in community health workers to those clinical settings. So even bridging that gap even more between the clinical care and social care. So here is that um, yourjuniper.org site that, that kind of is that physical, but virtual um, convener, a place to understand what Juniper is. Um, it's that web portal for, for finding and registering classes, and it contains a database in the back end. It's also a place where organizations, whether it's clinical um, provider organizations, um, clinicians themselves, or local organizations can refer in um, patients or friends or family members to a class. So if I know um, my family member might benefit from a falls prevention class, I can register that or make a referral, excuse me, by selecting here on our website. And then at that time, we have our wellness engagement specialists or community health workers. We're able to pick up that referral and connect that individual by making a call to that individual, um, connecting that person to a class. The description I just shared, um, it's that referral process. And I think this is a really helpful slide to show, you know, what is, what, what can you do or what can we do as um, individuals to help bring these services to Minnesotans that can benefit from them most. So you can see this is that integration, closing the gap between the clinical care and social care um, community-based organizations that bring these services. So it's making the referral. We're able to pick up that referral um, through our, our yourjuniper.org site. And we reach out to the patient or that um, community member to assist with registration. 
you can see down here, we're highlighting a class, um, one of our classes, Rachel can talk a little bit about this, the Living Well with Chronic Pain class. This is where that class occurs, um, led by the lay leader in that classroom-based setting and talking about different tools and techniques so that the individual um, can identify ways to manage their chronic pain. And then we're able to share back to that refer, whether it's a clinic um, or um, our partners at different health systems, whether it's plans, we can share back um, from the, after receiving um, the okay from the participant, the outcome of the patient. So really seeing um, that data sharing and, and um, outcomes, so we can see the impact of, the, of these interventions. Let's go a little bit now into the specific classes. What are these evidence-based classes that I've been talking about? So I'm going to hand it off to Rachel Von Rudin now. Thank you, Sarah. So Juniper has 13 evidence-based health promotion programs that are offered through our network. They really fit into three categories. Live Well, which is all about diabetes prevention, planning for intentional aging or retirement, chronic disease self-management, caring for the caregiver, and mindfulness for stress reduction, get fit, which are our exercise classes or walking classes, and then prevent falls, which is our, our fall prevention classes. So I, I, we don't have time to talk about all 13 today, so I'm just going to pick a few of my favorites to highlight with you. The first is living well with chronic conditions. So this is a class for any chronic condition, arthritis, diabetes, high blood pressure, cancer, depression, um, any, any chronic condition you can possibly think of. Living well with chronic conditions does have two sister programs, living well with diabetes and living well with chronic pain that are more tailored specifically to those diagnoses and what is relevant for them but living well with chronic conditions, the general program is great for anyone. The topics include fatigue, managing sleep, using your mind to manage your symptoms, making treatment decisions that might be difficult, physical activity and the, and the importance of exercises, eating healthy, communicating with your healthcare team and with your family and other loved ones and dealing with depression. This class is also available in Spanish. It's called Tomando Control de Su Salud. And it's great for a, any, someone with any physical or mental health condition. It's especially great for people with multiple health conditions or anyone who might be feeling lonely or fearful when it comes to managing a new chronic condition or one that they've been living with for a while. This class is really an extension of what people are meeting and talking to their healthcare providers about. So my father is living with heart disease and he talks to his healthcare providers quite a bit about nutrition changes and exercise changes that he needs to make. And the, a class like living well with chronic conditions is an opportunity for him to learn more about the importance of those changes and have support to implement those changes into his life. And that is done through action planning. So action planning is something that participants do in the Living Well with Chronic Conditions, Diabetes and Chronic Pain class every week. The, um, and what the action plan is, is it's something that the person wants to do, not something that somebody else thinks that they should do, something the person wants to do. It can be health related. It can be related to um, 
making your closet look like something from the home edit. It's really whatever the person wants to do. And the, the participant needs to answer very specifically what they're going to do, how much, and how often. And we always give a confidence rating on a scale of one to 10, 10 being super confident. And the confidence rating has to be at least a seven, or that means that the action plan needs to be adjusted so the person feels confident that they can achieve this action plan within the next week. So at the end of the first session, as a participant in the class, I would be thinking about what changes I want to make in my life. And maybe I decide I want to eat a little bit healthier. I noticed I have a habit of when I watch TV with my partner at night that I usually reach for chips and I want to start having a healthier snack. So for myself, my action plan would be when I'm watching TV at night, I want to, instead of eating chips, eat apple slices. And I want to do that at least three times over the next week. That feels achievable to me. You know, barring any supply shortages of apples, I have a confidence level of at least eight that I can achieve that goal. So during that week, I would work on my action plan of eating my healthier snack. And then at class the next week at the start, myself and my group of participants, we all report back on our action plans, whether we accomplished them, whether we had to make any adjustments, for example, maybe the country ran out of apples, so I had to have oranges instead. Um, or if I had any trouble with my action plan, maybe I wasn't able to get to the store that week to get a healthier snack option. And I needed, and my, my part, co-participants in the group had some suggestions on things that I can do to make grocery shopping more accessible for me. And so by doing this action planning activity every week, what the participants are learning or doing is growing their goal setting muscle and their sense of accomplishment that yes, I can set a goal and I can achieve it. And it doesn't have to be something big. I don't, and I can change things a little at a time to get where I want to be in my healthcare journey. And I have the accountability and support of my peers. All right, and um, Sarah talked a little bit about the importance of fall prevention and about how Minnesota ranks really highly uh, fourth in the country for fall related deaths. Does anyone have a guess as to why that might be? And go ahead and use the chat if you would like to, to guess why we rank so high in fall related deaths in Minnesota. Ice, snow and ice, winter, ice. Yes, that's a very, higher proportion of older adults. Um, I don't believe that's true. I don't believe we have a higher proportion of older adults, but good guess. It is very common that we hear snow and ice is the cause for the higher fall-related death rate. If that were the case, we'd probably see a, a peak in fall-related deaths over the winter months, and then the, and then the number would go down over the warmer months, when in fact, we actually see that the rates stay pretty steady throughout the year. And if anything, there might be a little uptick in the spring. Uh, so, but let's think about this a little bit differently though. What do we do when it gets dark early at night and it's icy and cold and windy outside? Um, I know myself, I usually stay home. I, I come up with excuses not to go to the gym or go out for a walk because I don't wanna leave my house. I'm worried about the ice, I'm worried about falling. And it's that fear of falling and the inactivity from the fear that actually puts people at a greater risk for falling. And what Matter of Balance really seeks to address is that fear of falling. And it works with participants to 
connect with how their thoughts impact their actions. And with the, as a group, they do some cognitive restructuring exercises and some work on changing thoughts from unhelpful to helpful when it comes to fall prevention to reduce that risk of falling and help participants see that falls are something that are not inevitable. It's something that they can take action to prevent. So the Matter of Balance class is an eight-week group workshop. There's two hours each session, and it's a mixture, mixture of lecture, activities, discussion, and there are exercises for balance in weeks three through eight. After participating in the class, participants do learn to see falls as something that they can control. They learn to, they learn or better understand the importance of exercise strength and balance for fall prevention and set realistic goals for exercise. Again, that action planning comes into play in this class as well. And they also do a home safety assessment to reduce their risk of falling in their home environment because we know over half of falls actually happen in the home. So that's one of the best places for us to make a good impact. One of our other fall prevention classes is Tai Chi Chuan Moving for Better Balance. This is my personal favorite. I will admit that I am highly biased. Um, I love this class because it's moving mindfulness, but really what it is, is it's a balanced training program that uses adapted Tai Chi forms. It's been found to, to reduce the risk of falling by up to 58% for older adults and up to 67% for people living with Parkinson's disease. So it has very strong data behind it. The reason the class is so successful in fall prevention is because throughout the class, participants with the different movements are moving from a very stable position to a slightly unstable position back to a stable position, always very safely, but by continually transitioning from stability to instability back to stability, participants are actually training their muscle memory into what to do if they lose their balance and how to regain their balance again to help them prevent or reduce the risk of a fall. This class is also completely adaptable to different ability levels. There are exercises that are intentionally done seated, standing and holding onto a chair, standing still and standing with stepping to work different muscle groups and practice different daily movements. So because participants can enjoy the class at any ability level, as a Tai Chi instructor myself, I, in my classes, I have had participants that will stay seated the whole time. I have participants that will follow along with me the entire class, whether I'm standing or seated or what have you. And there are some participants that kind of fluctuate. Some exercises they do seated, some they'll do standing but holding onto a chair, some that some they just follow along with whatever I'm doing, if I'm standing and stepping, just depending on how the participants feeling that day, how they might be feeling about that particular movement or how they're progressing in the class. As they get stronger throughout the class, they might be able to do the movements at a higher level than they were able to previously. The Tai Chi Chuan Moving for Better Balance class is twice a week for eight for 12 weeks or three times a week for eight weeks. The stepping on class is very similar to Matter of Balance. It's a, a, it's a classroom style with a mixture of activities, discussion, lecture, and exercises. It's a little different because there's less of a focus on the fear of falling and how our thoughts impact our actions and a higher focus on 
uh, more the practical things for fall prevention. So medications and how uh, different medication side effects can put us at a higher risk for falling and what medications to be aware of. We bring in a pharmacy expert to talk about medications and answer questions participants have. Also, there's conversation about the importance for vision, for fall prevention, and a vision expert is brought in, the importance of practical footwear and clothing. Participants do a home safety assessment again to address any changes they need to make in their home. They do exercises with a physical therapist, and there's a community safety specialist that also comes in as a guest speaker to talk about what to be aware of in community settings when moving about in community spaces. And this class is great for people who have a fear of falling. The Stepping On program is also intended for participants who are able to walk without a walking aid, so without a walker or cane. Um, Matter Balance does not have that restriction, so it can be for any, any ability level, as can Tai Chi Chuan moving for better balance. Another program we wanted to highlight for you today is the Stay Active and Independent for Life program, or SAIL, as we like to call it. This is one of our, this is a very popular exercise program through Juniper in Minnesota. It's great for anyone who wants more of your typical exercise class, but specifically for older adults. So the class starts off with about five minutes of warm ups. Then there's time for aerobic exercises, balance exercises, strength exercises. And the last five to 10 minutes are stretching. And as the group is stretching, the uh, instructor will talk about some health related tips like choosing the right exercise shoes or the importance of hydration. This class can also accommodate any ability level. So the instructor works with participants to make sure the exercises are matching whatever they're able to do and provides coaching on adaptations as needed. And we have found with this class that sale participants, 93% report improved performance of daily activities or ADLs, 92% report improved strength, balance, fitness, or flexibility, and 80% found that the sale information guide, so those tips and information shared during the stretching portion are really helpful. So what do participants say about these classes? For all of our classes, we do collect pre and post survey information, and we use that information to be able to tell the story of the impact that, it, that these classes have on people's lives. So we know for the living well classes that 95% of participants say the class helped them to eat healthier, 93 say that it helped to increase their physical activity, 91 say it helped them work with their healthcare team, and 87 said it helped them feel better or much better about their health. And for the fall prevention classes, 94% said the class helped them prevent falls. 88% said the class helped them manage stress and fatigue. 85% said the class helped them to socialize more with others. And 96% say the class helped them feel more satisfied with life. We also did some work in 2020. Uh, we conducted a white paper analysis to be able to demonstrate the cost savings of our fall prevention classes. And we were able to find some pretty remarkable, or goodness, remarkable numbers around how much healthcare savings per participant for our fall prevention programs. 
stay active and independent for life is on this list because technically it is a fall prevention program. It can reduce the risk of falling by up to 25%, the original research shows. But we market it as an exercise class because for the, for the end user, the participant, that's what they see it as. Um, so anyway, so the cost savings per participant range from 2000 to up to $6,000, which is just remarkable when we think about the impact for our healthcare system, but also the impact for the person, because for every fall prevented, that is life-changing for that individual. All right. So just to wrap up here a little bit, evidence-based programming, we Juniper offers these classes throughout the state of Minnesota in person and online. We also have some classes that people can join by phone, uh, either in a book club version of Living Well with Chronic Conditions, Diabetes, or Chronic Pain, or by calling into some of our other classes like Social Connect or Walk With Ease if they don't have a device to be able to connect virtually. And these classes not only help with the chronic disease self-management, diabetes prevention, chronic pain management, feeling more confident as a caregiver, preventing falls, staying active. There's also a wonderful social piece to it, especially throughout the pandemic. Uh, there's a senior center I work with in central Minnesota that has been having their regular sale exercise class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday throughout the pandemic. And it's been a way for that community to stay connected during a time of physical distancing. And I'll never forget when one of the one of the women, we'll call her Jane, Jane was out in Oregon visiting her daughter and she wasn't able to participate in class that day, but she signed in 15 minutes early to catch up on the town gossip. She wanted to know what was going on in town. And it, so it's been a wonderful opportunity for people to stay connected while they are social distancing because people are feeling all sorts, all sorts of different types of ways right now as far as whether they want to congregate in groups. So how can you be involved in helping move this work forward? Um, first of all, just by attending this presentation or listening to this recording later on, thank you so much for that. And advocating for health promotion activities and partnerships wherever you exist, whether it's at school or later on while you're working professionally, keeping these classes and these resources in mind for referrals for patients that you might work with in future, and just helping raise awareness around things that we can do to help improve the health and well-being of our older adults in Minnesota. So with that, we will pause to see if there are any questions. Thank you both so much. That was a really great summary of the big picture parts of Juniper and also the like logistical smaller pieces that really help the patients um, in the communities. I know Zachary had raised um, his hand and just wondered, uh, Zachary, did you have anything else you wanted to yeah, I asked a question in the chat about the referral process, and then I was curious, too, if there's an easy way to check. Um, oh, and I, I see Sarah just answered here, too, so I will save that. I actually, um, I'm very interested in this because my, my grandma just fell and broke her arm last week, and she lives alone, and I was kind of thinking, I was thinking specifically about Tai Chi classes for her, <laughs> so this kind of, like, hits home, and I was just interested in that, um, but one of the things 
I was wondering about is, is there, once people do get signed up, um, is there like a waiting period usually to get into a class or a service? Um, one of the things I'm, one of my focus areas is in diabetes care. And what I'm finding is when people discharge from the hospital, it can be really difficult to get in to see their primary care if they've had any changes with their diabetes regimen. And sometimes it's up to like six weeks. And these patients are at super high risk for being readmitted. Um, so I'm just curious about if there's like a lag time um, or if this could be a, a good resource for, for patients like that that need that kind of immediate support after discharge from the hospital while we're waiting to get them in to see their primary care. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, I'm just trying to get the information for you right now with how many classes we have scheduled. So we currently have five online living well with diabetes classes scheduled coming up between now and into 2022. And we have five diabetes prevention program classes scheduled moving into 2022 and they all have open seats. So there isn't a, a waiting period, there's open seats available now. And that's what we found is sometimes these classes are a great bridge while patients might be waiting for um, like a pain clinic. I have a friend who lives with chronic pain and she had to wait a very long time to get into the Mayo Pain Clinic down in Rochester. And one of our classes, though I couldn't talk her into it, of course, because your friends and family never listen to you when you work in these, when you're a professional working in these spaces. Um, this class would have been a great bridge for her while she was waiting to get into that pain clinic because our chronic pain class is six weeks long and she had to wait, I think, eight weeks for the Mayo Pain Clinic. So we, and all of our classes are scheduled 60 days in advance and they happen because ha we have so many online, there's usually always an online option available. If not, we work really hard to respond to demand. So if we know that there's a demand for a living well with diabetes class, we work with our, I work with our provider network to get one of those scheduled. Thank you for that question. Yeah, thank you. Um, just as a follow-up to Zachary's question, I was wondering on that website, do does the patient's primary provider have to refer them or could that be filled out by a family member or by a specialty provider? Anyone can make a referral. So that could be the healthcare provider. It could be the medical assistant the healthcare provider works with. It could be a, health, a family member. Um, it could be the person themselves. They could do a self-referral or someone can look on the website directly and register themselves for a class right on the website or place a phone call to us and we can help them register. Awesome, thank you. And then if they self-refer, does insurance, is there differences with insurance coverage there? Yeah, so we do have contracts with four health plans, uh, UCARE Health Partners, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Itasca Medical Care in 2022 to serve their MSHOW members. So for those individuals, the class is free. For other individuals, their participation is covered by a grant. They may have to pay a small fee or they may be, it may be asked if they would like to donate, but generally the classes are free or cost no more than $20. That's awesome, thank you. Rachel, can you talk a little bit more about some of the modifications you've done in response to the pandemic? Yeah, so we quickly, within like two months of the pandemic, we started launching classes online and to help participants feel comfortable with Zoom, that's the platform that we use for most of our classes for 98%. I think there's one provider that uses WebEx 
Um, we offer a session zero, or we have offered a session zero, and that's an opportunity for participants to try logging into Zoom for the first time to work through any microphone or audio issues they might have, like I experienced when I first joined, um, and to get help from the instructor by understanding some of the basic features. So turning their camera and their microphone on and off, how to use the chat feature, how to rename themselves if they're Sometimes participants, when they join a meeting, their name will be iPhone 6 or be um, Bill and Jane's iPad. So it's the, the two spouses, right? Or child's iPad. So some of those basic features. And then so also some do's and don'ts. So don't be that person who brings your iPad into the bathroom unmuted. Like just leave it, leave it where it is, just so we help them with avoiding any potentially embarrassing situations. And that's been really helpful. We've noticed that the attendance at those session zeros has gone down over the past year. So it doesn't seem like it's as much of a need anymore, uh, but there are, all of the class leaders are prepared to help participants who do have questions about Zoom ahead of the class. And because we also noticed that not everyone was comfortable with Zoom or, or with had access to internet or had access to a device with audio and video, we did work to in, include telephone class options. So some of our classes can be accessed by phone. And then I know uh, you answered this question in chat, but just wanted to bring it up again. Can you talk about some of the ways that students can be engaged with Juniper? Can they be like the trainers of these classes? Do you take interns? What are, what are some of the things that students could do? I can talk a little bit about the internships. We've had, so I've been in this role for three years and we've had an intern two of the three years. Um, so two different internship opportunities um, through the evidence-based side of things. There is an internship opportunity currently listed on the Trella site. Um, and that is for exploring um, ways um, in integrating through this type of a network, other types of services. Um, so you can um, take a look at that. So the other types of services are services that uh, might be social determinants of health um, services. Um, and the types of internships included analysis of program implementation um, and understanding the impact of the, of the type of program. Um, last year, we had a master's in public health and policy administration student compare the in-person delivery for Tai Chi to virtual um, and review our data that we are able to collect through um, individuals sharing their own experiences and also telephone interviews through a different survey. Um, Rachel, do you wanna talk a little bit about training for students leading the classes? Um, yes, if students were interested in leading the classes then I would work with them to find a provider match. So an organization that's looking for volunteer leaders or um, leaders that maybe would be compensated with a stipend and um, that provider would help you with completing the training and leading classes. We currently work with St. Olaf College. One of their, their uh, professors is master trained in matter of balance and she trains her students and they offer the matter of balance program as part of their curriculum. But I'm glad to try to help students that maybe don't have this an evidence-based program is part of their formal curriculum, find opportunities to help out in the community. Another question we get sometimes that I wanna make sure to address is do we have classes available in languages other than English? And we do, we have classes available in Spanish, 
Somali, Oromo, Korean, Laotian, Vietnamese. That's what comes to top of mind right now. Those classes are, we only have a few, we have some great partner organizations that offer those classes. And most of those are in person in the Twin Cities. Some are available online. So for any, any person, any older adult that might prefer a class in a language other than English, that's a great place to make a referral because then we can be sure to connect that individual with a class when it's scheduled. Are the classes only available to Minnesota residents? And then second question, are there other networks like this in other states that you know of? Um, Juniper is only for Minnesota residents or people who live within 60 minutes of the Minnesota border driving so they could realistically drive to Minnesota for healthcare services. There are similar networks in other states. Thank you. There's a network in, in North Dakota, it's um, ndc3.org um, and really championed by the, the public health and NDSU extension and Sanford Health. Um, Juniper, like I mentioned at the beginning, we receive um, different fund, well, we receive different funding streams to support this. Rachel mentioned grant funds, and now we have some health plan contracts. To sustain this network, the service, the reimbursement we deliver directly to, or we reimburse the provider. Um, and we know through different, um, different types of networks that the systems don't always just end at the borders. Um, so we're really working with um, within systems to, to bring these services to Minnesotans and bring our knowledge to other states. The other funding stream is um, we have a grant through the Administration for Community Living for specifically falls prevention. And um, the Administration for Community Living brings funding throughout the nation. So these programs are available. The evidence-based health promotion programs are available to grantees uh, throughout the nation. Awesome, thank you. And thank you, Rachel, for sharing the um, other state resources. Yeah, I'm just sharing the states that have sub-licensed Juniper's platform. So their site and their search looks very similar to Juniper or at least our old site. I'm interested in learning a little bit more about the goal setting process within some of those classes and how you incorporate maybe behavior tailoring, which focuses um, not just on adapting this new behavior, for example, but also setting up the environment to be conducive for these goals. Mm -hmm. So the um, so the participants choose their own goals, and that's an important part of just empowering them to be the driver's seat in their healthcare. When it, um, what really is important is that confidence level. And if somebody isn't confident, having a conversation about what in their environment they need to have a confidence level of at least seven. And in the, and if they are not successful in their goal, there's a conversation had at the next session around, well, what do you need to be successful? What, what obstacles did you have that we need to overcome ahead of next week and your next action plans? Does that help answer your question a little bit? Yes, thank you. In the matter of balance class with action planning, there is a little bit more attention around anticipating barriers and thinking through those barriers. But with the living well class, it's a little bit more not retroactive, but a little bit more reactive um, to try to really 
help the person self-determine and push them forward with self-determining what they want to do as far as change. I think we have time for one more question or statement. Sorry, Sarah, if you're gonna say anything. Yeah, I was gonna say some of those changes might be the week to week of those um, confidence level of seven doing this one activity to move forward. Um, and it might, so an individual activity um, in my own environment, like Rachel mentioned her, um, her one experience. And at the end of the overall um, program, it might, we might see that change of the confidence level of speaking to their healthcare provider. At the beginning of the class, they reported, I haven't talked to my healthcare provider about my chronic pain at all. Um, and then at the end of the session, we can see I'm more confident in, in approaching my healthcare um, support team or just my family and talking to my family about it. That's awesome. Well, Sarah and Rachel, thank you both so much for joining us. This was really informative and really cool network to hear about that. Like I personally did not know a lot about and I hope that more people across healthcare get the opportunity to learn about what you all do. So thank you. This podcast is brought to you by ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. We are a collaborative networking group for students studying aging across the university. Stay tuned for the next episodes of Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts.